he was doing all of this self-myofascial release. Like you were saying, he was doing foam rolling. He was rolling on like a massage roller. He was using a lacrosse ball. He was doing all this stuff. And he said, and it really helps. Like it, it really helps me feel better. But by the end of the day or the next day, I just go right back to where I was. And here's what you need to know about that stuff. It's great for temporary relief, but it doesn't cause lasting change. The way that we cause lasting change is we add strength to that increased mobility. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. Today, we are joined by our special guest expert, Dean Pullman, founder and CEO of Manflow Yoga, the leading online yoga program for men, and it's absolutely geared for our Fit Father Project community and guys 40 plus. And I'm super excited because we are doing a partnership with Manflow Yoga where Dean is not only giving us this amazing interview with a lot of perspective on why yoga is one of the most important exercises that guys can do as they age to stay strong, balanced, reduce pain, improve mobility. But he's also given our Fit Father Project community an awesome deal to try his Manflow Yoga program. There's going to be links in the show notes. For a couple days when we release this episode, there's going to be a 35% discount. This is like the biggest discount they ever do for Manflow Yoga. He did that for our Fit Father Project community. And if you happen to listen to this past that window of time, I think there's still going to be like a 25% discount for you to go check out and try Manflow Yoga. Overall, the message that I got out of this is a lot of times when we have pain in our bodies, it's not that the exact location we have pain. So let's say we have knee pain. It's often due to like upstream muscular imbalances and weakness. And the fact that yoga can be one of the greatest solutions to actually do more mobility work, to improve the strength and balance of our body. And that translates into greater workouts, less injuries. And then the other thing I took away from this conversation that I imagine you will too, is the importance of the breath and watching our breathing and that these types of yoga workouts that Dean has developed are really good for getting us present and mindful, which just translates to lower levels of stress, greater feelings of resilience, and overall more happiness. And all of this is not just like conjecture. This is stuff that's been battle-tested and proven on Dean's tens of thousands of members. And this guy's the real deal. As you'll hear in the intro, Dean has over 26 million views on his YouTube channel. He's published many books and DVDs with over 100,000 people using his products and programs. So you really get the opportunity to listen to an expert today share about his approach to yoga and why it's absolutely appropriate for men. So hope you enjoyed today's episode with our guest expert, Dean Pullman, founder and CEO of Manflow Yoga. All right, Dean, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks, Dr. A. So this is going to be fun. We've had a couple episodes that I've been on your podcast, the Better Man podcast. And for those who haven't seen that, it's really a great podcast. We have a lot of amazing guests and we have some cool episodes on there. So definitely check those out, especially probably the first episode we recorded because I get into a little bit of my personal story. And if you're interested in that, that'll be on your podcast. Yeah, I think you do a really good job there of getting into some stuff that people probably haven't heard about you. That was like, I really opened you up there. I mean, I thought we did a really good job. So yeah, if you like Dr. A, you like Fit Father Project, it's an awesome episode. Yeah. So, and that'd be a good thing for you to check out. Now, today though, you being our guest here, we're going to be talking about yoga. You run this company, Manflow Yoga. You've sold over 100,000 different yoga books, DVDs, online programs, 
Your YouTube channel has over 26 million views with different yoga workouts. So it's fair to say you know a thing or two about yoga. And a lot of people like to listen to you talk about this. So I want to just cut right in and we're going to weave in a little bit of your personal story along the way. Why do men need to care about yoga, especially as we age? Well, I guess we can even start like, what is yoga first off and why is it important for guys? Sure. So I will preface this by saying that my focus is on the fitness side of yoga. And that's what's really interesting to me. The spiritual side of yoga, I know a lot of people really enjoy that. For me, that just never truly resonated. So what I do is I focus on a fitness-focused, non-spiritual approach to yoga made specifically for men. And why I think yoga is really important today and why men really do need it more than ever, there's a few reasons. But Number one is because we are so inactive. We are sitting all the time. We're on our phone. You know, we're not moving as much as we should be. And the reality of that is that our bodies need to do specific stretches and specific movements to undo that inactive posture or that seated position that causes all sorts of problems, specifically in your back. Your knees, your shoulders. I mean, I don't, I haven't met a single guy who hasn't had back pain, you know, and I, and I would say that there is a huge percentage of people, men in particular, who have chronic back pain, that they experience back pain on a daily basis. And they've just gotten to the point where they're like, oh, yeah, this is just part of my life. So, first off, the sedentary lifestyle, just not moving enough. The second part is we spend so much time, we have, you know, so much access to, things like our phones, computers. It's really easy to distract yourself. And something that yoga does really well is it forces you to focus on your body. It forces you to focus on your breathing. So, you know, for all the the hoobla, all of the rhetoric about the importance of living in the present doesn't mean much unless you're really practicing it. And the way that we do yoga with Manflow Yoga, where you're focusing on proper technique, where you're focusing on your body, you're focusing on your breathing, it creates this immersive experience that teaches you to live in the present. It shuts out other distractions. You know, it shuts out anxiety and depression, and it helps you carry that into other aspects of your life. So what we hear about from people who are doing these workouts on a regular basis is that if they do their manful yoga workouts in the morning, they feel better throughout the day. The phrase we hear most often is more energetic, yet more calm and focused. So you have more energy, but you are more calm and more focused. So you're better able to do what you want to do. You're better able to make smarter decisions when it comes to your fitness so if you're deciding between, should I eat what I know I should eat or should I eat this thing that's going to give me immediate pleasure, you decide on that thing that's going to, you know, to, to keep you healthy. So that's reason number two. And then reason number three, and I would actually flip reason number two and reason three. Reason three is just the fitness benefits that you get out of it in terms of physical fitness. Mm -hmm. So many of us along the lines of sed being sedentary, we need to do mobility work. You not only have to exercise, you also have to do the mobility work to undo your sedentary, your sedentary lifestyle. So that back pain, that shoulder pain, that knee pain, the neck pain, that is a result of not doing enough mobility work. And what I really like about manful yoga as well, and yoga in general, it's a low impact form of exercise. So it's not strenuous on your joints. 
And if you're doing it the right way, you're also going to build strength. And if you're doing it in a certain way, you're also going to build active mobility as opposed to passive flexibility, which is what we really emphasize in manful yoga. And that translates into physical fitness benefits outside of yoga. So your joints are going to feel better when you're walking upstairs. Your back is going to be feeling better on a day-to-day basis. You are going to be more aware of your body. You're going to have better performance in your other workouts. If you're a weightlifter, if you're a runner, if you're a triathlete, or if you just enjoy walking, you are going to feel stronger and have less discomfort in those other workouts when you can work on isometric strength, active mobility, balance, and also doing recovery work to actually take care of your body, to stretch things out, to relieve tension, not only physically, but that also translates into mental and emotional release as well without even having to talk about it. Man, sign me up, right? I mean, this makes a ton of sense that we should be doing these things. And I think with the mobility aspect, many people just gloss over it because they don't know exactly what to do or their schedules are busy and you know they're trying to do other kinds of workouts. And I certainly know most guys listening to this from our Fit Father Project community have some area of pain. So what I want to start with here is, can you give us some inspiring stories from some of your members who have like seen big gains on some kind of pain area? Maybe you have some members that have like back pain or knee pain, or maybe even yourself in your personal life. I'd love everyone to really understand that this stuff is legitimately super effective. And I think a story or two is a great way to kind of talk about that. Yeah. So honestly, these are emails that I get every every week. Emails that I get from, from people who have done my workouts for months or people who have done my workouts for just a few days. I mean, we hear on a regular basis about how Manful Yoga workouts have eliminated or significantly reduced back pain in a matter of weeks. I'm not talking six months of doing yoga workouts every day. I'm talking doing... 10 or 15 minutes of manful yoga for one or two weeks and then not having pain. One really cool story, one email that I got a couple of years ago, somebody noticed that they weren't having pain anymore. They didn't actually realize it at first because they weren't thinking about it because they didn't have pain. And then one day they realized like, hey, I used to have pain on a regular basis and now I don't have pain. One other email we got was really cool. Somebody who hadn't been able to run for years did one of our ankle workouts and then went on a run. And they're like, that's the first time I've been able to to run without pain in years. So what's really cool is that these workouts help to create noticeable differences in whether or not you're experiencing pain. And they happen really quickly. It doesn't take that long. So I think that's what I would like to highlight is that you can get rid of pain and it doesn't have to take months to do that. That's good news, but it does take consistent work. Not a lot of time, but you got to do it every day. And so do you recommend like in an ideal scenario, let's just talk a man, 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe even 70s, should they be doing these yoga mobility exercises every single day? My recommendation is three times per week or 100 minutes per week, which if you... which the number 100 sounds really big, but when you break that down, you're looking at about 15 to 16 minutes per day. So that means that you can do that in the morning. The best time is the morning because you're going to notice it the most throughout the day. But if you're going to do it three times per week, you can do 30 minutes three times per week. And that's really going to give you the noticeable improvements that you're looking for. 
Now, I want to ask a little about you because for those who don't know, you have a pretty impressive athletic background. You were a Division One athlete, you played lacrosse, and also you're just super jacked and you do a combination of lifting and yoga. How has yoga like impacted your personal athletic ability and how has that translated to workouts that you might be doing with dumbbells, barbells, et cetera? Sure. So I don't want to oversell myself. I played Division One club level. So okay. it was still difficult, but... I don't want any D1 athletes coming on and <laughs> okay. searching and ser- doing a search for me and realizing, no, dude, you didn't play Division One. Okay, it was a club. Anyways, um, so for me, I I wandered into a yoga studio when I was 22, and I was actually looking for the tailor when I did this. But I was I was going to go work out afterwards, and so I thought, okay, whatever, let me try this this workout. And it was the hardest workout that I've ever done, and that taught me that there were so many aspects of my fitness that I wasn't addressing. In my other workouts, you know, I, I was used to lifting weights. I was used to doing sprints and conditioning drills, and probably a lot of those workouts that you did in high school if you were an athlete. But holding a pose for a long time, working on flexibility and mobility, working on balance, just it revealed so many weaknesses for me, and it helped me just help me understand that I wasn't as strong or just nearly as strong as I thought I was, and. That inspired me to keep going back and working out. But what I started to realize as I was being consistent with these workouts was that I was getting stronger in my other workouts. It was like my body was becoming more efficient. I was able to exhibit more strength with less. I was also much more aware of my body. So I noticed when I was on the cross field and I was making a move or doing a juke or something like that, it was, it was smoother. It just I felt lighter. I felt faster. I felt stronger. So I just felt a lot more aware and a lot stronger in my own body. The other part was I also got to work on mindfulness. So, you know, and mindfulness is a big buzzword. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of interpretations of what that means or what it all entails. But mindfulness basically just means being able to be in the present, being able to be aware of yourself. And so for me, that meant that not only in terms of physical fitness was I more aware, I was also aware of myself in terms of my breathing during my day-to-day life. I was able to better handle stress. I was able to actually pause and think, what am I going to do in response to this feeling that I'm having right now? Whereas before, I probably would have just you know, lashed out like an angry 21-year-old. But it really taught me to, to have some mindfulness too. Nice. I mean, absolutely fantastic. And it's, it's really a testament to the fact that this many years later, you've really dedicated a large part of your life and your work to like making yoga and spreading the good words. So it's obviously been massively impactful for you. I want to talk about some of the main common like pain patterns that you see guys have. So, and maybe how that shows up in the body in terms of particular tight or weak muscles that are common, even if people do regularly lift and do some things, you know, I know I lifted for years on top of muscular imbalances and created a lot of problems and take a lot of time to unwind. What are some of those common problems you see like average guys, particularly as we get older face, and maybe we can zone in on a couple different body areas and patterns. Sure. So I'll explain this. I'll start by uh, telling a story about how my mom called me yesterday. So my mom called me yesterday. She does my workouts and she was telling me that she was getting a little bit of knee pain. And so I had to explain to her, and maybe if you're listening to this, I'm explaining this to you as well. But I had to explain to her that your knee is not the problem. You have pain in your knee, but what's really causing that knee pain is 
what's attached to your knee, which is your hips, your core, and your ankles. So when we look at pain, we don't necessarily need to look at where the pain is being experienced. It's probably being caused by something else. So you know, she said, well, I, I've never had knee problems. I, I've never had knee problems before. Or I, I told her, um, or she said, I, I said, it's going to be in your hips. The issue is your hips probably. She's like, well, I've never had hip issues before. And I said, well, it's not the issue. You're not going to feel that pain in your hips. You're going to feel the pain in your knee, but it's because of weakness in your hips that your knee is experiencing that pain. Let's go over to the back. The reason why most people have back pain isn't because there's something wrong with their back. That wasn't the root cause of the pain. The cause is a lack of hip strength, hip mobility, core strength, and spinal mobility. Those are the big causes. And on top of that, the reason why we have all those problems is probably because you're not moving enough, you're sitting too much. So those muscles are weak. What tends to happen then is the low back tries to do all of the work that your hips, your core should be doing. And then, and this is the big reason why yoga is so important. Even if you do work out, when you go from eight hours sitting at a desk to the gym and you work out, guess which muscles are going to be active? The ones that you are using while you're sitting, which means that your low back is going to get a lot of work. Your quadriceps are going to get a lot of work, but your core, your glutes, your hip flexors, those are, they're kind of going to be there but they're going to be like a right fielder, just like watching something else in the outfield. <laughs> they're not actually going to be participating. So when you, when you look at pain, you need to look at the body, of a, body as a whole and understand that even if you're experiencing that pain in a particular area, it's probably being caused by something else. Mm-hmm. So how does this concept of we have knee pain it could be arthritis in a joint, but largely it might be like you have weak glutes, tight adductors, something like this. How does yoga play into people's approaches like doing things like foam rolling and soft tissue work? Like I am a proponent of that stuff, and that obviously does cause some change to the tissue as you do this more. Is it complementary? How do these yoga moves and like strengthening things play into someone looking to improve like soft tissue and reduce the pain? So, so I actually had this exact conversation last week with a guy who's doing one of my customized training plans. He was doing all of this self-myofascial release, like you were saying. He was doing foam rolling. He was rolling on uh, like a massage roller. He was using a lacrosse ball. He was doing all this stuff. And he said, and it really helps. Like it, it really helps me feel better. But by the end of the day or the next day, I just go right back to where I was. And here's what you need to know about that stuff. It's great for temporary relief but it doesn't cause lasting change. The way that we cause lasting change is we add strength to that increased mobility. So mm-hmm. think of it like melting and molding. So yeah. you can melt your muscles, so to speak. Yeah. You know, um, I know what you're saying. Roughly speaking, yeah. we can melt the muscles, but then we need to mold the muscles. We need to actually build strength in them afterwards. So a great technique that I recommend and that I've got a few programs that do is we start with self-myofascial release, and then we go into postures and exercises that help you maintain and extend that range of motion and then build strength there. So let's think about, we're going to roll out our hips. So we roll out our hips. We spend 10 minutes doing that. And then afterwards, we're going to do some hip exercises, some yoga postures where we're working on 
really getting those muscles into a nice long extended position, but then building strength there. Yeah. And when you do that, then you start to create lasting change. And that's the kind of exercise that's going to translate into improved physical performance in your other workouts. So if that is something that you do, that's when you're going to notice the improvements. So self-myofascial release on its own, great for temporary relief, but without that component of building strength and extended range of motion, you're not going to notice as much. Nice. Okay. So that's a fantastic answer. Melt and mold. And I'm going to take that to heart too and do a lot of strengthening work after we do some of the myofascial stuff. I want to ask you now, how is this approach that you have inside these Manful Yoga workouts and your community and all that different than if I just went down the street and went to like a local yoga place? Maybe it's a hot yoga place. Maybe it's a yoga class that's offered at my local gym. I imagine there is obviously similarities in certain postures that would be used, but like how specifically is this different? And in your opinion, like better because you've developed your methodology. Sure. So I think it's better in terms of fitness. You know, there are a lot of reasons that people go to yoga and I don't want to discredit the yoga industry in any way because it helps a lot of people the way that it is now. It doesn't need to change. The reason that I do manful yoga and the reason that I found this approach helpful and why you know, tens of thousands of other guys do as well is because it's fitness focused. It's made specifically for men and it has more emphasis on strength than traditional yoga. We also, instead of sticking to only yoga poses, we also incorporate a lot of body weight exercise and a lot of exercises that you would see in a physical therapy setting. Yeah. So we're not limiting ourselves to yoga poses. We kind of use the flow kind of of a yoga workout in the sense that we're moving from one exercise to another or keeping you immersed in the routine, but we're not limiting ourselves to a specific format in terms of, you know, most yoga, you do a plank, you do an up dog, then you do a down dog. Then you step up to a lunge and you just do that over and over and over again. That's called a vinyasa class. And we don't limit ourselves to that format. And the big difference is, you know, getting into those differences a little bit more is when we say fitness focus, we mean we're focusing on making this as effective of a workout as possible. We want you to build more strength. We want you to build active mobility. We want you to work on your balance. On the other end, we also do a lot of balance classes where we're doing strength, flexibility, and restorative. And we also have restorative workouts where the emphasis is on stretching, on tension relief, on releasing muscle tightness. But the the fitness focus means that we also focus on technique. There is a tremendous amount of technique feedback during the workout that you're not going to get at a yoga studio. We actually hear this over and over again. People are concerned that they won't be able to learn via video. When in fact, people actually learn via manful yoga so much better than they do going to a studio because the studios don't talk about technique. Yoga studios are providing an experience. You know, it is a full holistic, part spiritual, part fitness experience. There's the, the community atmosphere. It's just, it's not optimized for a fitness experience. And, and that's what I wanted out of yoga. And that's what tens of thousands of other guys who are already doing manful yoga. And I'm sure millions of guys worldwide are also looking for. Yeah. So those are, those are the big differences. Um, I will also say the, the male aspect, you know, men are, not as flexible as women. 
We also have to consider the sedentary lifestyles that most men are living. Mm -hmm. And this means that men are really tight. You take an average 50-year-old guy, you stick him in a yoga studio around the corner, and you have him just do what the instructor is doing. There's no way. He's not going to be able to do it. He's going to feel super discouraged because he's not able to do it. And he's also going to feel super discouraged and embarrassed because he's in a room, probably statistically speaking, that has more women than men. And the last thing a guy wants to do is go into a room full of women and look bad at doing something, right? Yeah. So, And when he does that, he's going to try and make up for it by pushing himself further than he should go. And this is just, you know, this is just one route of how this could go. But typically what does happen a lot is men will try to push themselves beyond where they can go because they're trying to just do what the instructor's doing or mirror what other people are doing in the class and they get injured. You know, my wife is a physical therapist and you would be shocked at how many people get injured from doing yoga. You know, you think that yoga, oh, it's gentle, you're not going to get injured. No, if you do anything wrong, you, there is potential for injury and Yoga is one of those things as well. And that's why it's so important for guys to find a type of yoga that is more appropriate for their bodies. If they are beginners, if they are less flexible, if they are more interested in the fitness side than the spiritual side, I mean, I am convinced that there is no solution on this planet better for that than manful yoga. Yeah. And and I'll plus on that too. Another benefit would be that you could use some of your yoga workouts and programs tailored for a specific issue you have. Like I'm about to start your bulletproofing your knees yoga series because I just had some leg surgery, right? So it's very motivating to me that I'm going to be investing in these types of exercises and workouts in a specific way that's super helpful for my condition. So I think that's another thing that could be good. If you have a specific area to work on, that could be great. Yeah, we've got a we've got a full series. We've got bulletproof your knees, bulletproof your shoulders, bulletproof your back. Those are all super popular programs of ours. Nice. All right. So a lot of the guys listening here have kids. Is this something that kids should be doing? Even like someone as, as young as middle school, maybe high school, kids are at home. Like, how can parents should kids be doing this? And would it help them with some of their performance? And what what are you seeing on that front? There are few posts that make me smile as much in our community as the posts where dads are doing yoga and their kids are doing it next to them. It is so cool to see that people are using manful yoga, but when they invite their families to do it too, it's, uh, it's extremely humbling. It's gratifying. It just it gives you all the right feelings. So I think that you know yoga can be awesome for kids. I think they have to be interested in doing it. I don't think you should you know, grab your child and throw them in front of the TV and say, do this for 30 minutes. I'm going to go make you dinner or something like that. But if they're following along, if they're interested in doing it, I found that it's a, it's a great activity. I know, you know my son Declan is a little over two years old now. We actually have a Declan series because uh, I would bring him to work and we would just put him on with the yoga mat with me doing it. And he would emulate me. You know, he would do a down dog. He would do a plank. He would crawl on top of me when I'm doing a cobra. Yeah. So, you know, yoga can be a great activity, not only for kids in the sense that it's going to be great for their fitness. If they can also start to incorporate the breathing practice, that would be awesome. But, you know, if you have kids who play sports, gosh, I mean, part of the reason why I invented Manful Yoga was because this was exactly what I needed when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, lifting 
stupidly at the gym without any mobility, without any core activation, without any of the right muscle groups. So, you know, if you have a kid who's an athlete and you want them to be able to keep doing what they're doing, perform at their highest level, maybe most importantly, stay injury free, then yes, this is exactly what they need to be doing. This is what I wish had existed for student athletes when I was a kid. So there's tons of reasons why it can be helpful. The physical performance benefits, bonding, the breathing aspect, teaching kids some mindfulness, especially when they're probably glued to their phones. And it's really hard to be mindful when you have that much access to technology. So yeah, there are just so many reasons why it can be beneficial to kids. But you know, obviously... I hope they're interested in doing it on their own and that it's not just like a, it's not just a forced activity. Right. And I imagine as they see benefits too, like the same benefits you saw when you were playing lacrosse that translated to being more agile, lighter on your feet and faster. That's intrinsically motivating for everyone. We have the sense that we want to grow and improve. I want to ask you in just a second, this will be like a little open loop, about another population of people that are close to your heart that this can help. But before we get there, talk about breathing a little more. This has come up a few times, like in, in a simple way, what is the correct way to breathe as you're doing yoga or different kinds of poses or different types of breath maybe? Or is there a main dominant type of breathing? What is the quality of that? Please describe. And then maybe also talk about what and just the day-to-day. You know, After we're off this podcast, I'm going to be sitting down on my desk doing work. How should I be breathing during that time or where should the awareness be around that? Let's talk about the breath. Sure. So I tend to keep things simple with the way that I breathe and the way that I teach breathing, the popular term for it would be called diaphragmatic breathing, where you are... I just heard you're getting more aware of your breathing. I can hear your breathing now. <laughs> um, but yeah, diaphragmatic breathing, You the, the easiest way to practice this is to, to lay down on your back with your knees bent. And if you can even like put a pillow under your knees if you want. But you basically want to start that breathing at the base of your spine. So just basically right behind your pubic bone, right around your testicles. So start there at the very base of the spine. And as you inhale, you want to think about pushing your belly out, pushing your belly out, pushing your belly button out, and then pushing everything above that all the way up to your sternum. So you're filling up as much as possible. You're expandingly evenly in all directions, your obliques, your abs, your back, and then you're squeezing that air out. As you get up to the top, you squeeze all the way down, squeezing out all that air from, again, from the sternum down, 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 all the way to the base of the spine. And your shoulders don't move as you're doing this. You're keeping upright posture. Think about being lifted up by a string by your sternum, that bone right in front of your heart. You're keeping upright posture. And you're just doing your best to maintain that slow, controlled breathing in and out of your nose, not exhaling through your mouth, but exhaling through the nose. And that does a ton of amazing things for you. It's going to help you keep your heart rate lower. It's going to help you resist the fight or flight response. It's actually going to help you have less stress on the body. So if you do a workout and you're breathing in and out of your mouth, right? You're just like panting, you're you're pushing yourself to that point versus if you can do a workout where you're breathing in and out of your nose, you're actually going to be less sore. You're going to be more fully recovered when you breathe in and out of your nose. There's just something about breathing in and out of your nose that has less stress on the body. So, and what's really cool is you practice that in your yoga workouts. You practice that while you're following along in a manful yoga. And the more you do it there, the more you start to do it in 
your real life. So you're standing at the grocery store, you're in line, and you know you realize, oh, I'm kind of stressed. Am I breathing properly? No, I'm not. Let me breathe properly. Or you're driving in traffic, you're mad about something, and all of a sudden you realize, oh wow, you know what? I don't think I'm breathing right now. I think I'm breathing really shallow breaths. And then you reposition your posture. You take a deep breath in out of your nose. And within 10 seconds, you feel better than you did, you know, a few seconds before that. So, you know, that's, that's the breathing that I emphasize. And, you know, as you're doing the workouts, as you're pushing yourself, you might get to that point. You probably, I mean, you will get to that point where you have to use your mouth to breathe. But the goal is to try and focus on that slow, controlled breathing in and out of the nose the best you can, maintain it for as long as possible, and use the mouth if you have to. But, um, but yeah, practicing that has been extremely powerful for me, and I know it's extremely powerful for other people. Um, we actually did a breath series challenge um, in our members area, in our app last month. We had a guy who said that his resting heart rate had dropped by 10%. He hadn't changed anything else. But he was doing these yoga workouts every day. And within two weeks, his resting heart rate had dropped by 10%. Crazy as that. That's awesome. Yeah. A phenomenal answer. I'd like to give a little bit of personal anecdote on this because I think it's an important topic to emphasize. If you've been listening to Fit Father Project podcast or YouTube channel, you definitely heard us talk about the nose breathing to add a little bit of the science. It's actually our nose has receptors as we breathe through that can sense the oxygen coming in and releases more nitric oxide. So if you're interested in having better circulation, a better pump, like this is the natural system that the body has. More oxygen's coming in, nitric oxide is released, which is a signaling molecule, which increases circulation. The other thing I personally noticed when I started focusing more on my breathing is that my abdomen would not expand evenly. Like on this left side of my body, my back, my back left outer quadrant wouldn't expand. These external obliques, internal obliques wouldn't expand as evenly. And it's something that's improved over time. And another thing that'd be interesting for people to pay attention to is like, how does your rib cage expand? And also when you're out, see how many people you see that breathe or their shoulders move. Or next time you're sitting on an airplane next to somebody, just take a look and observe what the quality of most people's breath is on a regular basis. There are some people who are natural belly breathers um, but by and large, a lot of us have been trained, you know, through bad habit not to do that. So I think the benefits of getting to that proper pattern are phenomenal. And it, maybe an action item would be like actually lay down while you're listening to this podcast now or after and put your feet up or your knees up, as Dean said, and just work on expanding into that lower abdomen. I think that'd be a good experiment to see where you're at with this and what it feels like to take a really deep, full breath. Well, the, the cool thing about breathing is you can do it whenever. It doesn't have to be a workout. Whenever, you know, and some people, doing my workouts all the time. They're like, oh, I I always forget that I'm supposed to focus on my breathing. Well, every time that you remember that you're supposed to focus on your breathing, that's an opportunity to focus on your breathing. It's not going to get better in any other way. So every time that you remember, the more that you remember to do it, the more you realize, oh, I'm supposed to be breathing, the better you're getting. So it's it's reassuring in that sense um, because it's normal, but also you can do that. You can practice that um, anytime. And I will also say that People who tend to breathe, who are belly breathers, have lower stress levels than people who are shallow breathers. So if you can get into the habit, if you are someone who you know, is just prone to you know, more anxiety or just feelings of depression, if you can change your breathing habits, that can have a tremendous impact on that. Nice. And this is going to be an actual perfect segue to that open loop I had, which is a special population of people that can benefit from this. Before I get there, though, I want to talk about just the example, we've all seen someone like hyperventilate, having a panic attack. Like that breathing looks through the mouth and shallow. 
That's exactly what it looks like. And that actually kind of creates a stress state in the body. It changes the blood oxygenation. And at the same time, that, that breath almost seems like a converse to what this deep, relaxed, full breathing is. So just, just know those visuals are there as little anchors. And now I want to ask you about a population of people that are close to your heart, veterans. Many of them have come back and they've, they've quite frankly seen some shit and had some experiences that have been traumatic and have left tremendous impressions on their minds and I want to ask you, what are your talks on like yoga, PTSD, people with trauma, and maybe even particularly veterans? Like, how is this relevant or useful as a tool? Yeah. So there have been, I can't cite the specific studies, but there are many studies that show that yoga can help with PTSD symptoms. So, you know, I think, I think some of the, some of the trial cases were six weeks, but People with, you know, veterans with PTSD had noticeably decreased symptoms when they were doing yoga consistently. When they were doing yoga consistently, I think it was 30 times, I think it was 30 minutes, three times per week. So there have been, there's documented proof, there are scientific studies that have shown that yoga can help with PTSD symptoms. And the reason for that, it doesn't, it doesn't have to do with the my hypothesis is it doesn't have to do with the exercise. It doesn't have to do with the dialogue. It's the fact that you're combining the exercise with body awareness and breathing. You know, um, if we talk about people who experience panic attacks, um, something that is a very common technique is they're taught to be aware of themselves, right? So they're okay. I want you to go through, touch your fingers, right? You know, just be aware of your body. Now you're going to do an assessment. You're going to wiggle your toes. You're going to go up through your shins. So you're going to focus on your breathing. So if PTSD is anything like anxiety or depression, if it's, you know, in that category, which it is, then that emphasis on body awareness and breathing is what helps. So being in, you know, and I also had a podcast with someone recently, um, not he was was not a veteran, but he was experiencing some trauma. And being in the yoga atmosphere, um, holding the pose, not being able to escape, you know, it's a practice. It's an opportunity to practice being with those thoughts and realizing that you can breathe and you can work your way through them just by focusing on your body, focusing on your breathing. So the magic where that happens is it's it's. It's not that it's exercise, even though exercise is excellent. You know, it's the fact that it's combining a type of exercise that that's slow enough that you can, you know, really focus on the individual parts of your body, that you can focus on your breathing. And that's what makes it so special. Yeah. That's powerful. And I know I've been there, like some some kind of forward lunge or a warrior pose, your thighs are burning. And you're there being like, we got 30 more seconds. And then you take 45 seconds to count 30 seconds, and you're like, Where's Dean going to, you know, <laughs> but I mean, but that is so many like, mental and internal gains that are made by just sitting in that experience. And that translates to everything. I think that's very clear to people listening. Awesome. Really, really good. All right. So the next question I have for you is what if a guy is here on the Fit Father Project and he's starting his journey? He still has a lot of weight to lose. Maybe he has a hundred pounds to lose. Is this something that he can actually do? Can he do yoga workouts? Is there some limitation based off of like body size or et cetera that, that he, you know, is this accessible for, for a guy who has a lot of weight to lose? Yeah, I think that's a great question because, you know, when you look at people who are doing yoga, 
what's the image, right? It's it's generally very thin people um, doing yoga, stretching, doing movements that uh, bigger guys probably even if they had the flexibility to do couldn't do because there's probably you know there's probably a belly in the way. So you know I, I can understand why that's a big concern. However, I would say that if you're comparing yoga to other types of exercise, especially when it relates to guys who are overweight, there are few types of exercise that are as appropriate as yoga. And the big reason for that is due to the low impact nature of yoga. You know, if you ask a guy who's 100 pounds overweight to go for a jog around the block, it's going to take him two weeks to recover from that, you know, at least. So when we look at yoga and we look at the low impact or no impact nature of it, meaning that there's less stress on your joints, then it's something that guys can do without waking up the next day feeling terrible, right? And that's really important. If we want to be consistent with exercise, we have to do something that you're not going to dread the next day. You're not going to have pain the entire time while you're doing it or be super you know, painful in your joints the next day. So for that reason alone, it's great. The other reason is if you are new to working out, I like to look at what we do with Manful Yoga as a foundation of fitness. You know, we are going through very basic movements, a lunge, a squat, a plank, reaching your arms overhead and holding that for 30, 45, 60 seconds. And that is the pyramid of your physical fitness. I would put that at the base level of fitness, being able to just control your body and hold things for an extended period of time or slowly move from one position to another. I think it makes a lot more sense to do that rather than go to the gym and bust out 10 reps where you're not really paying attention to your technique, where you don't know which muscles you're using, where you're not aware of your breathing. So I look at you know manful yoga as a foundation of fitness in that regard. And I think it's appropriate for whatever physical fitness discipline you are interested in eventually doing, it's important that you build that foundation. So I think for that reason, it's really important. And the other thing that I'll say is that you know, we, we are choosing poses that are accessible to guys who are less flexible. And that also happens to, to be more appropriate for guys who do have you know, a belly in the way. So I'm not going to start a class by saying, reach down and touch your toes because that's going to suck. If you're a guy who's overweight, you know, there are some poses that you're going to have to work around, you know, like lying on your belly is difficult and, you know, we'll try to minimize those or you can modify when those come up. But as far as an appropriate form of exercise, I think there's, I think that manful yoga is great for people who are overweight. And the one that we made together, you know, we actually, that was a program, the Fit Father Project Yoga program. That was a program that we created with those guys in mind. So there is a workout there that is appropriate for guys who are overweight, where we skip all those poses that that would be uncomfortable or that you know would would make you feel discouraged. So you know that's a great way to start, and also from a pain relief aspect, you know if you're if you're overweight, you probably got some back pain. You probably got some probably got some joint pain that's bugging you on a day to day basis, and these not only help you improve your fitness, but they also help you feel better. You're stretching tight muscles. You're relieving pressure on joints. You're building strength that reduces pain in other areas. So, you know, it's it's really cool because not only are you improving your fitness, 
you're also going to feel better in the process. And there are a few types of exercise that do that, right? You know, if you if you look at weightlifting, you know, you get the you get that soreness afterward that that you feel good because you did something. But soreness doesn't feel good. <laughs> you don't like you don't like do leg day and then the next day you're like, oh yeah, this feels <sighs> great. No, it sucks. But uh, the cool thing about you know yoga is that it, it helps you feel better immediately. Nice. And I'm also thinking, as you're discussing this, other applications for our different members and different stages of their fitness journey for guys who have gotten to goal weight and are now following like a muscle building, strength building program, like old school muscle. Let's say you do have some knee pain. It'd be phenomenal to maybe do some of the upper body lifting workouts, but then do a lower body man flow yoga session. Like if squats with barbells like hurt your knees right now, and you've just been like skipping legs and avoiding that completely, this seems like a really good hybrid combination where you can do yoga focused lower body stuff to actually hopefully correct some of that pain, but at least get a great workout in a way that's you're not limited by exercises that don't feel great for you now. So you can kind of do a hybrid approach of weights plus the yoga, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. That's what we recommend people in manful yoga do. You know, I tell everybody, you know, if they, if they're not satisfied with how their body looks or they want to improve their fitness more, combine manful yoga with weight training. You're only going to get better at both as a result of doing both. So, you know, a lot of what we do with manful yoga is focused on helping you get rid of that knee pain that you have during squats. Um, helping you get rid of that back pain that you experience the day after a workout because you're not using your core, your hips enough. So you're going to work on all of those, all of those things that you have trouble with in weightlifting are going to be helped by doing manful yoga, working on the hips, working on the core, working on your ankles, working on your shoulders and your back, and doing all these movements that you're not going to do when you're in the gym. Yeah. All right, so here's my my final question here. Well, probably second to final, but final at least in in terms of like the the content rich part of this is many of us have parents that are getting older. If our parents are still alive, or maybe it's siblings that are getting older, and I'm talking now in like the 70s, the 80s. And what I see in my family and and many of our members' families is at a certain point, people just basically stop moving because things don't feel good. And then there's no exercise. And when you get on this completely sedentary train, then you lose your strength. And pretty much soon after, you lose your vitality and you're you're basically kicking the can. It seems to me that these types of exercises would be something that would be great for people to teach and administer to their families and their parents or their older siblings, et cetera. How have you seen and what kind of programs and methodology do you have for people who are like, this would be like the yoga for seniors kind of aspect and how important is that at like the end stage of life? Yeah. So we have a lot of workouts that we've designed for those types of people, not just men, but also, you know, if you're thinking about your, your mom too. So you know, we have a lot of guys in their 70s who are using manful yoga. Um, one program that really comes to mind is our absolute beginners program. Um, and these are shorter workouts. They're 15 minutes per day. You know, we assume a lower level of baseline fitness. We assume a lower level of flexibility. So this could be incredibly appropriate for someone who's in their 70s and has been, you know, maybe defeated by other workouts um, or maybe just wants to start feeling better on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, if we go a step above that, we have also designed chair yoga programs. So we have a program called Yoga Vitality, which is available in DVD format on Amazon, which we designed for people in their, you know, in their 80s, in their 90s. And what's really cool about that workout program is we have four different models in the workout, and they're each doing a different level. 
So if you feel like maybe you're doing level one one day, but you're feeling a little stronger the next week and you're ready to do level two, then you can do that. And we go all the way up to level four. So that's a really cool program. And that's a DVD for people who have parents who are not like tech savvy per se, or at least have a DVD player or something. It's not like you have to have a phone app, although your app is phenomenal, but that's cool to note. Yeah, it is. And I'd like to ask you too, tell us a little more about like some of your other books and products as well as the special deals that we have specifically for Fit Father Project community. Yeah, sure. So 2017, I published a book called Yoga Fitness for Men that has sold over 40,000 copies worldwide. It's still you know, in the top charts on Amazon. It is a fantastic book that we designed as the ultimate no-nonsense guide to yoga fitness for men. It's something that any guy can pick up, read, and start doing yoga with right away. There are, there's information on poses, how to modify it, how to modify those poses. There are workouts that you can follow along to in a sequential pictorial format. And then there are even programs that you can follow with that. So if you're interested in learning more about the poses or you're just a book person, Yoga Fitness for Men is an awesome resource. A couple of years ago, we came out with Yoga for Athletes. So we made a, a book that was tailored to people who are doing weightlifting, to guys who are using cross-training, guys who are runners or triathletes. And that focuses on 10-minute routines that you can easily incorporate into your other workouts. So, and I do have, you know, we talked about Yoga Vitality, but I have a whole other line of DVDs. And are those on Amazon? So if people are interested, and we will have links below as well. They can type in either your name or Manflow Yoga and stuff like that in Amazon. I'm sure all your stuff's going to come up. Yeah. So if you type, those are actually under a separate brand called Body by Yoga. Okay. But, um, but yeah, if you type in Dean, you'll find uh, you'll find those workouts. They're they're pretty top ranked. So nice. And then, of course, I'd love to mention you know some of the special deals that you've provided for a Fit Father Project community, which I'm super excited for. And I want to encourage everyone who has listened to this episode up to this point. You're clearly interested in some level of like exploring this domain of fitness. We have a taste of some of Dean's stuff inside our Fit Father All Access membership, but it's deep. I mean, I would definitely recommend you get into Dean's app. I mean, I'm using it and it's improved my health. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the deals you've prepared for us in our Fit Father Project community? Yeah, sure. So we have a special deal going on right now that's going to go on until... I don't want to say the exact date because I'll probably, I'll probably mess it up. So check the show notes for the exact dates, but... Bottom line is it's going to be available for a few days after the release of this podcast. And we are giving you, I think it's 35% savings. It's a big deal. This is like Black, this is like Black Friday uh, level discount. We don't do this. We don't do this once a year, but we're doing it specially for the Fit Father Project community. And you know, in that app and members area, you're going to have access to over 40 programs, access to over 400 exclusive workouts seen nowhere else, entry into our private community. But I will say that we're not just throwing you a bunch of content and then saying, okay, get in there. We have a lot of features in there to help with accountability, to help with you understanding the progression of the programs. What should you do right now? What should you do after this? We have really awesome search filters that allow you to search by the level of skill level you want to use, intensity, the duration, the fitness focus. If you want to work on your hips or if you want to work on your shoulders... So we make it really easy for you to find what you're looking for, follow along to the program. Very similar to if you've done the Fit Father Project 30X program, we have those daily emails so that 
You get an email every time you have a scheduled workout and there's a message in there with some motivation or an extra resource that you should look at. So we do a lot to try and make sure that you know, that you're able to follow along to the program, um, that you're choosing a program appropriate for your goals. And that's, you know, that's, that's what I really like to focus on. You know, you know about the effectiveness of the workouts. It's going to help you within a couple of weeks being consistent, that it's man focused, that it's fitness focused. But, you know, if you don't do the workouts, it's not going to help. So we really focus, we make a strong effort to help you be consistent. Yeah. And of course, because you're a part of our Fit Father Project community and you'll have the support of Dean's team as well. If you have questions about how to like apply this stuff and combine the program tracks or the type of Fit Father workouts with this, it is quite clear, but we're also here to like specifically help you and make sure that this becomes like a totally integrated way of approaching exercise and hopefully encourages you to, to explore a new domain of health and fitness that'll help you feel stronger, more flexible with greater balance and greater presence and mindfulness. So Dean, thanks for coming on today. You're amazing, dude. And, and thanks for doing all the great work. There's going to be links in the show notes that I want you to check out, as well as if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll probably pin it in the comments. We're going to pin a whole bunch of Dean stuff. First off, we'll pin the special deal he has for us. So there'll be a, a short 35% promo, but then there's going to be an ongoing deal that Dean's made available for us too. That's also still a great discount. There's going to be links to Dean's Manflow Yoga YouTube channel, as well as some of his stuff on Amazon and his social media handles. If you found this valuable, drop him a comment, like go follow him on the channels and, and like let him know that this was helpful and, and please join his program. Give that a shot. I know you're going to see some phenomenal benefits. So thank you so much, Dean. I appreciate you, bro. And I know our Fit Father Project community is too. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I have nothing to add to that fantastic outro. I appreciate you guys listening to me. I hope this inspires you to try Manful Yoga. And as Dr. A said, I'm here to help. Our community is super inspiring. So I think I think you'll fit right in over there if you, uh, if you like Fit Father Project and everything is going on here. So thank you again. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. 